Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Doing great. Always looking forward to this time. Yeah, yeah it's always uh, fun for us to just share and uh, express, you know, what we understand and learn and uh, the joy of it, really, uh, which mm-hmm. is part of the covenant is I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And uh, he's going to ask you to give it away, however he asks you to give it away, which will be uh, is always fun for us. And we talked yesterday about uh, God's will, the, the covenant, um, if you hear his voice and then follow him, he said all these blessings will uh, come upon you. Uh, mm-hmm. We discussed that, and then overtake we overtake you. Even. Overtake yeah. you. Actually, the, the word is overtake picture. you. Uh, it's going to overwhelm you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we had the great discussion about how it is uh, can happen at the same time that you're a child of God and yet be at enmity against God. Mm-hmm. And we when we talked about that uh, through the understanding of, in a sense, the simplicity of God saying, "Well, in order for me to deliver." my life for you, my abundant life, which I've come to give you, uh, John 10, 10, uh, that you have to be with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because um, it happens in the kingdom of God. Yes. And that is that um, we live in the world, and every all of us, both believers, unbelievers, live in the world. Um, and he said the world's a wicked place. And in that world, Jesus said, everybody, including believers, are going to have mm-hmm. trouble. Uh, life's going to be difficult. Uh, he said, but what I've come to do is bring the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom is superior to the world. Uh, it has higher authority. Uh, he can change circumstances. He can change our hearts. He can transform us, uh, what's called sanctification. Uh, and he does it day by day, week by week, step by step. Um, and he says, because I'm, I'm more powerful than that, mm-hmm. uh, my will is to deliver that to you. Um, and he said, now, in order to do that, it has to be in my kingdom. I, ca- I can't do it while you're in the world not living in my kingdom. And if right. you think about how simple that is, well, if there's a kingdom, there's a king. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and he says, you're going to have to let me be king. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a simple way, it's because... I know more than you, mm-hmm. and I'm way more powerful than you. Right. Um, and the things of the world. And honestly, isn't that freeing? Yeah, it's it it is. It really is. It should be exciting. Like what a privilege that is. Yeah. Uh, that I get to walk with him. Uh, and he said, "But it's my plan. It's my path. I have a will, mm-hmm. uh, and it's unique to you and your course. But I'm going to invite you to my will. And as we've talked a little bit about already, mm-hmm. I'm going to invite you to a bigger story." Because mm-hmm. um, it's not really about you; it's about me, God speaking, delivering to you my kingdom life, which includes broadening it out and giving it away. So, um, 
again, just keep thinking, well, the best place for me to be is why don't I just go with him? He says, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to be with me mm-hmm. to enjoy all this. Um, and if he said, if I was you, I'd, I'd be with me. <laughs> right. uh, and right. that's the choice. You know? And so we've talked about connecting to the vine, abiding, hearing, listening, um, and how beautiful that is, that mm-hmm. it's, it's not a system. Uh, it's not hokey. It's not you know, avant-garde that only a few people who act this super spiritual way have it. No, it's for all of us. And uh, you were sharing with me a, a little bit of, uh, and we talk, you talked yesterday about uh, that God had led you to a verse, mm-hmm. uh, that he said, I have something to say to you about it. Uh, and I really think it'd be, it'd be really positive for our audience to hear that whole story. How did that happen? And what, what was that about? Yeah, it was actually really a funny story. We were driving back from Maryland. You know, I shared that we had been traveling there. So driving back from Maryland and decided to turn on a podcast and listening to that through the rain and the drive at a podcast by Annie Downs, actually interviewing. She's a spunky little Christian um, and it's not a Christian podcast, but God just comes all into it all the time. And she's very quick to share her faith. And she was interviewing a Christian comedian And one of the questions she asked him was um, what he was reading. And he mentioned this book called Gentle and Lowly. And it sounded really interesting to me. And so I just kind of made a mental note of, oh, that may be a book I want to put on my ever-growing queue of books that I like to read. And um, so then the next morning we're at church and the sermon wasn't even on this passage. But in passing, Melissa was preaching and she um brought up Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, which was the verse I shared yesterday with everyone. And it's so funny as she read that, you know, it says in there, you know, take my yoke upon me for I am gentle and lowly, come and learn from me. And so that gentle and lowly was there again. And because God had highlighted gentle and lowly the day before, um, that caught my attention. And actually in my notes from the sermon, that's probably the biggest thing I have in big capital letters, gentle and lowly. So fast forward to Monday morning and I'm sitting down to have my time with Jesus and I see in bold letters, gentle and lowly. And I'm like, oh, so God, what's this gentle and lowly thing? Do you want me to, to order this book? And literally I felt like he said, no, you doofus. I don't want you to order the book. I wanted to highlight the scripture. <laughs> so go spend time in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and let me speak gentle and lowly to you. And we'll unfold that together. You don't need to add another book to your queue. So I have been doing that for the last several days. And then God just confirmed that even more in some really fun ways, just even past that. Um, He was speaking to me very beautifully on some of this. And then we had our, our Tuesday morning women's group and in that group I've shared before, we actually just come together and we're not doing a study of any sort. We're just talking about, okay, where have you been spending time in God's word? What's he saying to you? And we kind of put the parameters on there always of, you know, the ground rule is you lead with scripture, you know, take us to the word he's telling you. And then let's talk about what he's speaking to you through it. Um, And so that's what we were doing. And and a couple of the ladies had shared, had already shared theirs and what they had shared just so beautifully, two different passages, but beautifully actually tied into what God had been speaking to me on the Matthew 11 passage. So then I share that. And as I share it, 
um, one of the other ladies, her jaws, you know, hanging down and she's, and she had been in Matthew 11 for the few days prior to that. And not only that, but then on the drive over to small group, she was listening to a podcast as she went and felt like God said, pull over, you're listening to the wrong thing. And she pulled over, put on the next podcast that came up and it happened to be a sermon from Antioch down in Waco called soul rest. And it was on Matthew 11, 28 to 30. So he confirmed in spades, this is, this is a passage I want not only you, but all of these women that you're working with this, I'm speaking here. There is life here. Don't miss this. This is important. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's a, a such a beautiful uh, uh, description of uh, the, the beautiful relationship with Christ uh, through the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. So that, you know, it's not a, you know, hey, hey, daughter, you need to, you have to. Mm -hmm. It's there's something being said um, because of what you're listening to. And see, the work of the Spirit is He impressed upon you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and you and you received that. I mean, and I paid it, attention. Yeah, and you heard a lot of stuff um, that it's not about. I need to get everything that ever is said to me. It's it's that, huh, um, that, that intrigues me. Um, and, you, and you said you, you registered it. Mm -hmm. And then you went and wrote it down. Right. Uh, the next day. Um, okay. Uh, now you're thinking, I guess I should go get that book. <laughs> um, and as you're in relationship, and again, this is, and, and here, this is part of the cool part of the story. This is over numerous days. Right, right. Uh, and see, the beautiful life of God is there's no rush. His job uh, and his desire is to lead us to his place. Mm -hmm. exactly. And he said, he said, just just enjoy the walk. Um, and you you uh, you looked at that, what you wrote and said, OK, I'm going to. And he speaks to you and says, uh, uh, hey, honey. Um, actually, what I want you to do is don't read what somebody else wrote about it. Yes. I want you to see what I have to say to you about mm -hmm. it. And it's like, oh, got it. Okay, oh, yeah. got it. Um, and then you go abide in that, and there's more to it. And then he says, hey, by the way, I'm reinforcing it both for you and for these other ladies mm -hmm. who needed it. Um, right. Pay more attention to it. You know, pay more attention. So it's such a beautiful description of, um, yeah. and it really kind of leads into uh, a question that we have again uh, from a woman uh, talking about abiding. And she's been, mm -hmm. she's been uh, wrestling with uh, this aspect of kingdom. Mm -hmm. And there's a king. And my role is to surrender to that right. king. Um, and so uh, something came up for her. And she said, well, I, I wonder about this, which is really what you described is, is, is really the answer, and we'll try to unpack it. But it says, can you uh, further explain the difference between surrendering my will and putting to death an idol? Mm, um, that's a great question. If I really surrender my will, wouldn't it mean that in order for me to prove I'm surrendered, that I have... Uh, not substituted an idol for God, and I've given it up. Mm -hmm. um, is that is that the indication that I really have surrendered? 
uh, okay, so yeah, it's a great uh, question. And, and in itself helps, helps explain the struggle. Mm. Because we think uh, if I'm going to surrender, Mm-hmm. then it must mean I have to do a bunch of things in order to truly surrender and get to the place of surrender mm-hmm. and demonstrate that I'm surrendering. And one of those things looks like it could be removing an idol. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I haven't removed the idol, well, then I'm not surrendered, right? Um, well, interesting enough, and you and you've kind of described it and how it worked is that it's complete opposite of that, um, and that is that surrendered is just just the heart that mm-hmm. says I have a heart to walk with you. Yes, that's it. Uh, I have a heart to walk with you, and I uh, uh, it does mean um, what Christ had to go through in Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And that's the struggle of the intellectual piece of it. Right. Okay, I want to. I want to. I'm willing to. I'd like to surrender my will. Um, or it gets to the point of actually, actually surrendering mm-hmm. my will. And what Christ experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane is, um, and by the way, he already knew, that he already knew God's will. Mm-hmm. He, he, he explained it throughout the entire gospels numerous times to his disciples. Right. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my death. Uh, I'm going to be buried. Um, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be raised again. Um, uh, three days later, you know, and he, he actually describes it. You mm-hmm. can read, you can read about it in lots of places, but one place is John 16, uh, 13 to 27. He says, let me explain what's going to happen. Uh, he knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not, at the moment, even when he explains it in John 16, he's not struggling with that per se. Right. Uh, Now, by the way, he added an interesting statement in John chapter 10 and says, um, I am going to lay my life down for you, and the Father is not going to assist me Mm -hmm. in that. I'm going to have to do that through my own surrender of my will. Um, and he explained it. Okay, so he gets to get to the garden. And um, he tells his disciples, you know, stay here and watch with me and pray with me. Um, I, I, I know what's coming. I need to surrender my will. So he goes in the, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane is, is attached to that. Um, and he basically says, and you can read this in uh, Mark, he says, Father, you... <laughs> You're sovereign, and you're so creative. Mm-hmm. I know that I know that I know you can deliver this in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he didn't even he didn't even himself say I think you should do it this way. He just says I know you can. Right. Um, so I I'm asking you, could this cup pass for me? Uh, is there a diff- Could we do it a different way? Mm-hmm. Um, I at this moment. I don't do not want to march to my death. Now, you could imagine, you know, any of us, and remember he's human, 
He's human. And He's so human. Have to remember that. And you yeah. can you can talk about it and say, well, yeah, but he was God, and yes, he understood it. And uh, but when you come down to that point of, I know what's going to happen mm-hmm. physically to me. You don't want to do it, right? Um, right. And he says, "Could this cup pass for me?" And and um, uh, so he spends about an hour or so in the garden, um, exits the garden. Mm-hmm. And he goes out. He makes a statement. Not my will be done, but yours, Father. Right. Okay. Well, what happened next? He went back in. He went back in. He went so back in. He was in. still struggling. He was it. still yes. struggling because, see, he understood. And again, because he walks in the Spirit and walked in the uh, life of God, the Father, through the Holy Spirit, he was anointed, mm-hmm. that um, he knew the difference right. between intellectually yes i understand yes i'm willing to surrender my will the truth is i have not surrendered my will mm-hmm. um it 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 doesn't resonate yet with my spirit my soul uh, i'm not there yet um mm-hmm. i'm i'm really not surrendered so he goes back in goes through it again same same conversation um and spends another hour in the in the garden and then he comes out second time not my will be done, but yours, Father. Well, mm-hmm. he goes in a third time. You know, why did he go back? Still wasn't settled. Um, and finally, uh, it got so intense that the blood vessels in his forehead, it burst. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how intense that was of struggle. Uh, and then he finally broke. Mm-hmm. Um, now my soul is in sync with my head and right. I surrender. I mm-hmm. surrender. Um, uh, and it's described in Galatians uh, that we have to put to death the will. Mm-hmm. We have to put to death the flesh. Uh, and as we put that to death, uh, it means um, uh, it's not that my flesh is getting better or easier. It's that I'm surrendering to follow God, and it's a choice. Right. It's a choice that we make. Um, I choose to surrender, um, and I'm willing to go through Gethsemane because he doesn't want a phony a phony uh, surrender. Right. Uh, which is, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll do whatever you want, but I just keep doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you haven't really surrendered, um, and, and that's why, and by the way, Jesus said, <laughs> unfortunately for you, people, uh, uh, all of us, you're going to have to do this daily, moment by moment. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't make a permanent decision. Right. You're going to have to every day. Why? Well, because of the flesh. And we'll we'll talk about that in a second uh, and get into the scripture about it. But uh, surrender uh, is at the heart level. Yes. And that is, am I willing to truly follow God's walk, uh, knowing he's going to lead me to the best, uh, and that there will be things involved here that he's going to do uh, in my life. And I don't have to pretend to know what they are. I just have to be have a heart to go. Right. Uh, okay. Well, Paul describes this in great, uh, uh, pretty clarity about what this is as it relates to her question. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to lay down something first 
to demonstrate I'm surrendered? Uh, and the answer, interesting enough, is actually not. Right. Uh, and it'll, it's really it's really a wonderful uh, truth here. So, Kathy, if you go in your scriptures, um, uh, go to uh, Romans chapter 6 uh, and start with verse 7. Uh, there's the Paul writes a progression here that explains the answer to this question. Uh, Romans chapter seven, Romans chapter six, verse seven, and the whole discussion, by the way, is around this issue of surrender. Okay, it says, "For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him." Yeah, that's we good. We know that. That's good. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he says, "If you've died with Him, you have been." past tense, mm-hmm. set free. Right. Uh, and if we've died, we know we live. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, great. Um, uh, and he actually explains in the first six verses, it's um, bap- being baptized to death, crucifying the flesh, mm-hmm. and putting to death the flesh. And I'm willing to do that, be buried with him, uh, and I now am set free. Uh, mm-hmm. So he says, that's the truth. Uh, you now have been set free from uh, the burden of, of sin and death. Okay. Now he, he continues this progression in uh, verse uh, 18. So read, read that one. Um, and he, he, he starts by saying, hey, by the way, you've been set free. And then what else does he say there? And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Yeah. So um, he says, you've been set free. Now this is where the choice comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you became, after you're a believer, mm-hmm. set free from death and sin. Uh, you now are becoming a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, to righteousness, who is Christ? Mm-hmm. He's righteousness. It's, it's stated clearly. It's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness that we receive, that we're clothed with. Right. So he says, you became, through your choice, a slave mm-hmm. to Christ. Okay, now just think of that word, a slave. A bond, mm-hmm. and you've actually looked at this. Uh, yes, lots what, of what, times. What a doulos is and a bond mm-hmm. servant, what is it? And that's really, that is someone who is so committed to another person's um, passions, desires, will, that actually they disregard their own. Right, right. Because uh, a doulos, a bond servant, has no rights. Right. Um, you, don't have, you don't even have the privilege of deciding on your own because you don't have any rights. So he said, you got to get to that point of being a bond servant um, and a slave is I completely do everything that you ask, mm-hmm. period, with no question. See, there's not, right. not a I don't say, well, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to do that. I would like to go do this. You no, know, a bond mm-hmm. servant, a slave is at the mercy of the master. Uh, now, remember, he's mm-hmm. using this in a very positive way. Right. And uh, I was going to say, there's even there's a heart behind, because there are times um, that the Bible will translate the word slave differently than doulos. 
And there's, there's times when it's simply someone who basically does another person's bidding, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. But then that do loss, there's the heart that you are, you truly are a bond servant. You want to do the will of that person out of a heart posture. Right. Um, and uh, it says that uh, you've been set free. Mm-hmm. And in order to enjoy freedom, you have to become a slave. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really interesting conundrum. Uh, is that well, I've been set free, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to experience freedom, you have to be a slave, mm-hmm. and I have to surrender my will to His um, in order to receive the freedom and the life that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise. Uh, he says, if you go back to yourself and you're not surrendered to me, mm-hmm. but you're surrendered to yourself, basically, I'm going to do what I want to do. He says, you you experience bondage again mm-hmm. and you don't get freedom because I can't deliver it to you. It has right. to be in my kingdom. Uh, and Paul then goes on, by the way, in chapter seven and says, you can't overcome that by yourself. Mm-hmm. A slave is just I have a heart to go. Uh, that's it, um, and I'm willing. I'm willing to go. Um, so he he says this out. So a picture of that would be look like this. Uh, you're down in jail, uh, mm-hmm. in prison, um, and you've done something to deserve punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you don't have you don't have the wherewithal to. Uh, handle the punishment uh in other words it's too big a fine it's too it's too much for you to be able to you can't just say i'll take care of it you can't take care of it you're in prison and you can't Mm -hmm. take care of the punishment and you deserve it and christ comes and says um what i did i appeared before the judge before you Mm -hmm. instead of you it's called propitiation or substitution Right. I, I stood in front of the judge uh, uh, in substitution of you, mm-hmm. and he gave me the punishment. Mm-hmm. And I took that on, and I willingly took it on. And again, he, and, and interesting enough, before him, in order for him to receive that punishment, which was crucifixion and then resurrection, he had to go through Gethsemane. Right. And he had to surrender his will to even be put into that position, which is why he came, mm-hmm. in order for me to take on the punishment that you deserve. He said, so I've taken it on, I paid it, and now I come down to the jail and I've got the key. You're set free. Mm. You, don't, you, you don't have to do anything. Uh, I took care of it all. You're set free. He said, there is one condition. You got to become my slave. If you want to experience release from prison, mm-hmm. you got to take. You got to become my slave. If you do, I'll unlock the door and let's go. Right. If you choose not to, I've set you free. This is verse mm-hmm. seven. I did it. It's done. Completed. Mm-hmm. Finished. It's done. Never to be done again. However. To live today, you got to become my slave. Mm. And if you do, I'll unlock the door and let's go. And I'm going to lead you, interesting enough, 
if you if you become my slave, I'm going to lead you to freedom. Right. And the blessings will overtake you, and and it's going to be covenant life, and uh, it's going to be grand. It's going to be spectacular. Let's go. Uh, but you have to choose to become my slave. Right. And if you choose not to, even though you've been set free, you remain, in other words, you stay in the cell by choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And it's, it's that simple. Uh, yeah. That It's not because I don't want you to be free. I've done the work to get you freedom but you're choosing. But you have to come with me. You're, cho- you're you got to be with me, and you're cho- yeah. you're choosing to be in the cell. Okay, now. Yeah. Uh, there's the next beautiful step of the progression. Go to verse 22, and he and he he finishes this beautiful progression, which actually answers the uh, the listener's question. Okay, it says, "But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life." Yeah, uh, that's a great verse. So it says, uh, "Having been set free, mm-hmm. you became a slave. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're walking with me, mm-hmm. you receive the fruit." of holiness, the fruit of sanctification. The very things that I am going to uh, uh, have you be purified with, Mm -hmm. like an idol. Right. Yeah, I got an idol. He says, I understand that. He says, don't get it backwards. Mm -hmm. Don't you stay in prison and say, I got to fix this idol and then you'll let me out. He says, there's only one way to be let out. Right. You got to be my slave. I'll give you the the fruit. We'll get rid of the idol. Right. Um it'll be my work in you as you surrender to me. Not before. Right. It's not a condition. I don't have that condition. I'll take care of it. By the way, on my path mm-hmm. as I so so uh, designate and say okay, it's time. You don't even have to say okay, yeah. I, I guess the first thing I should do is this. He says no, right. you're following me. The first yeah. thing I might have you do actually might be to have some joy. Right, uh, right. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to worry about this idol first. Um, let, let me give you this. Let me show you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to the idol. Don't worry. When? When I say so. And right. he will. I love, um, if you don't mind, I'd, yeah. I'd love to share a personal example that ties back actually to this Matthew 11 verse too. Yeah. But um in in the idol just as you're talking about all that i'm reminded and i want to reread um isaiah 30 21 to 23 um because i think that describes a lot of what you're talking about i was gonna i was actually gonna go there kathy uh with that verse where are you so read uh read verses uh 15 through 23 um okay and then uh tell your story and then we'll we'll read because that that's what i was going to do to reinforce this issue is to be, let's go to Isaiah 30. So you, you got, God said, God said, you got it already. So you go ahead and read it and then share, right. share your story. Okay. So um, Isaiah thirty fifteen says, for thus says the Lord God, the Holy one of Israel in returning and rest, you shall be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. And you said, no, for we will flee on horses. Therefore you shall flee and we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. 
1,000 shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee till, all, till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For the people shall dwell at Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. And though the Lord gives you bread, the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right, turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, you will also defile the covering of your images of silver and the ornament of your molded images of gold. And you will throw them away as an unclean thing and you will say to them, get away. Then he will give you rain for your seed with which you will sow in the ground and the bread of the increase of the earth. And it will be fat and plentiful in that day. Your cattle will feed in large pastures. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so yeah, sure. Share, share, share how that impacted you. So, that's a verse that has come, come circled back to me many, many times in terms of bringing down the idols. But the key thing that I always focus on there, I love in 21, your ears will hear a, a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And whether you turn to the right or the left, um, you will hear a voice behind you. Oh, that's right. Well, you turn to the right or the, or the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And then so the then that happens, the natural thing of following whatever it is he says, his voice speaks to you something and you follow it. There's surrender. Okay, so that's surrender right there. The natural thing that happens is, says you will defile the covering of your images of silver and the ornament of your um, molded images of gold. You'll toss them away as an unclean thing. One version says it's a minstrel cloth. Right. Um, but basically it says when you hear that voice and you surrender, the natural outpouring of that is the idol falls. It's not, I go try to bring that idol down. I bring the idol down. I come to God. It's none of those things. It's, I listen for his voice. I surrender to his voice. I walk with him. And as I do, the natural thing is the sanctification of him bringing the idols down. So put that kind of in the background of the rest of the story, I'll, I'll tell you, and you'll see an idol fall just this week. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the word that he's always told me that he will simply do. So this week he spoke Matthew 11, 28 to 30 to me once again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I'll read that again, just because, um, it's so good. So hang on just a second. Oh, Matthew 11, 28 to 30 says, um, I had, don't have this one memorized yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we all know he's brought me back to this passage. I've been abiding on it for the last few days. In conjunction with things that are going on, you know, what is heavy on my heart right now? What feels like a burden? is that I need to go down to my dad's house in Golconda and clean it out mm. <laughs> um, because he passed away in December. There's still this looming thing that I've got to make this trip down there where it's going to fit. I'm not sure it's expensive to rent cars. It's expensive <laughs> to fly, you know, all of this. And so I'm like, Oh, really? I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's back up. And I'll say in my, 
in my time with God, even a month ago, um, I was feeling some resentment in this because I'm like, I really didn't ask to have to do this. <laughs> and God was like, you're, you're getting this backwards, do loss. You're doing this. You're actually serving me when you're doing this. So, you know, change your heart on this. I, it's something I'm inviting you into. I'm asking you to do. It's not for anyone else's approval or for anyone else's benefit right now. It's simply that I'm asking you to do it. So get your heart right on it. I'll tell you when and where. And so I, and I'm still struggling through, you know, struggling through this. And so he brings this verse to me and, um, and then he basically, one of the things as I'm going through this verse that he said to me is like, you know, this verse, you believe this verse, are you experiencing this verse? And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, if you believe my word to be true, if you truly believe my word is true, then you believe that if I've called you to do it, it's not burdensome and it is not a difficult task. It's actually something more. And I'm like, okay, I need to sit with that for a minute, God, because I clearly am not believing you on this. If I'm still sitting in anxiety over yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so I did some journaling and I'm like, okay, what do you have to say about it? I, I want to believe you help my unbelief. What do you have to say? And I did some just, you know, loose journaling on it. And he, I should have pulled my journal out for you, but he, um, he basically laid out, he's like, I want you to realize this verse is true. And it's so true that when you go your work, you're actually cleaning the house out is actually going to be a joy to you. You're going to have laughter. You're going to have fun in the midst of it. And I'm going to use you to prepare his house to bless someone else. And it's a gift that I'm giving you that you get to do this. So embrace that my word is true. It's not a burden. It's a gift. Right. Yep. So all of that circling back to what idol fell, comfort and convenience. <laughs> okay. So as I'm abiding with him, he's speaking and he's giving direction without knowing it. I was letting comfort and convenience come in as an idol that was taking precedence over what God's calling me to do. So he used his word and he brought the idol of comfort and convenience down and showed me truth as to what he was actually doing. Yeah. Uh, and so as you experience that, um, the uh, fruit of surrender was uh, holiness. It, it was, um, well, the things that I'm speaking to you, if, if there's something that I need you to uh, let me alter or have you uh, remove, he okay. said, I'll do the work. Uh, it'll become, and see, it won't be, okay, fine, uh, okay, all right, I'll do it. I guess I got to mm -hmm. do it. I don't want to do it. I, I'm not sure this is the right thing, but I'll do it. It's, he says, if it's an idol that he's going to remove, uh, he changes it where you willingly. Yeah. Because you say, uh, that's kind of stinky. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not. Uh, but I, I had to surrender my heart to get to that. Yeah, to to receive yes. it because it was his work. And he says, I'll make yes. it so that you realize, well, why would I want to do keep doing this when, and this is the other piece of it, is that um, there's no per se benefit mm -hmm. to just remove the idol. Okay, I did it. Well, mm -hmm. See, what God, and you explained it really well, is what happened. Well, I got joy. Mm -hmm. uh, this will be a joy to you. It's going to flip it yes. 
from an idol. Mm-hmm. It'll be stinky. And by the way, as you as you now walk into my way, I'm going to speak to you from behind. Mm-hmm. It'll become a joy. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we start to understand is that um, it's not me deciding I should, I should, I should. He just says, why don't you just walk with me? Mm-hmm. As I so put my finger on something, um, I'll let you know. Because you're walking with me, you'll right. you'll say, uh, "I think I I think I'm I see." Right. Um, now I got some processing to do. Um, take me through what you're doing so that I understand what this idol is, um, and it'll be removed and be yeah. by the way replaced. Yeah. With the the love and joy of walking with you. Um, right. Uh, and he did the work, and all, and, and all, he did the work, and I all you, all you had to him. do, all you had to do was stay with him, and and ask authentic questions of him. Yeah, you know, just yeah. it's that intimate. You know, okay, my heart's not there yet. I'll be real about this. So, let's talk about it. <laughs> that's right, um, and that's why it says, "I'm waiting." At verse eighteen in Isaiah thirty, I'm waiting for you mm-hmm. to surrender. Mm-hmm. And you wait for me to do the work. Don't get ahead of me. Don't go do it yourself. Uh, Don't do it out of, okay, fine. Just walk with me. I'm waiting for you. And you say, I'm ready to go. Okay, great. Let's go. Now you wait as I walk you step by step by step. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The fruit will be the holiness, will be the righteousness and the idol will be removed because uh, I, that's my heart for you. Mm-hmm. And see, he's, he's trying to share with us, uh, and I, I really uh, have received this, that as he does this, because remember, we're, we're, we have a sinful nature and right. our life is not perfect. Uh, there's things that he needs to transform. Mm-hmm. And he does it, by the way, he'll be doing it the rest of our life. Yes. So it's not like, okay, you made it and now you're perfect. It's no, you still got more to understand, more to learn. Let me do it. And he said, but it's my path for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't analyze, don't do self-analysis. Okay, here's my top 10 things I got to go fix. He said, we'll get them fixed um, on my path. And by the way, um, it'll be exciting. See, it'll mm-hmm. be a joy. So whenever he says to me, like he said to you, you know, here, your, your viewpoint isn't right. Right. Okay. Um, would you help me understand what you're trying to say to me? I did hear mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah, your viewpoint isn't right. Your perspective, <laughs> what, you're, what you are complaining mm-hmm. about, what you're concerned about, eh, that's not right. Um, and then when, but whenever that happens, see, um, and I've learned this. Because I used to be, I'm not doing it at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, why would I want to do that? Uh, this is mm-hmm. going to be hard, painful. I've learned that he says, you're ready for me to do this. Why don't you come and enjoy me doing it? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, it's going to lead you to freedom. Um, you're going to be living in my supernatural work. And I'll do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, let, why don't you just come and enjoy it? You know, and so whenever he says that to me, hey, you're, yeah, you're, you're off here. Okay, um, I'm excited 
well, this ought to be interesting right? to see how he, because he guarantees I will produce holiness in you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to produce fruit in you. Um, and not you do it. Interesting mm -hmm. enough, if you try to do it, you stop it. Right. So you could have said, okay, fine. All right, I'll do it. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. I'll go do the work. Look at me. Look at all the sacrifice I'm making. <laughs> and by the way, we tell everybody about that, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, and he said, well, you could have done that. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, and this is what we you've said it, uh, actually, you said it yesterday. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. He said, you could have done that work, and it would have been nothing. Right. Why? Because it didn't transform you. Mm. You you still have the problem of comfort right. and care, and you put <laughs> that in front of me. So we haven't mm -hmm. done nothing. Right. <laughs> and in fact, there's going to be something else that comes up because I still care enough about you to get rid of your idol of comfort and convenience. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have to do it again. You know, we'll have to do it for something else. And by the way, um, when, you, when you go to do this, you said, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Isn't that great? He said, yeah, you'll do it. You won't enjoy one minute of it. Mm. Uh, because you'll be complaining the whole time right. and looking at, right. at, look at the sacrifice I'm making. Right. And, I'm, and instead and I, now, yeah. instead now, I'm anticipating that this is going to be like, I'm actually really looking forward to, I still don't know when he hasn't told me when I'm going yet, but I'm looking forward to that time because I feel like there's going to be divine appointments in that. And okay. there's just, there's things I'm looking forward to now where before I was truly dreading it. Okay. Now talk about that briefly. Um, you're looking forward to it because, okay, um, I do receive this piece of it, mm -hmm. but I do know something that as I now have carried that out, as you so tell me when and how, mm -hmm. there's going to be a, what we call the bigger story. Right. Interesting enough, daughter. Yeah, we're doing that, but guess what? I've got a few other surprises for you. Yes. And when you do this, it's going to go from, you know, I really am sick of doing this to when you come back, you'll, you'll share the stories of the supernatural right. stuff. I am expecting supernatural you're, stories. You're expecting. I'm and, expecting it. And guess what? Who's going to get the glory? God is. God is. Yes. All because, and I get to be all a part of it. <laughs> yeah. And see, all because you said, I'm willing to surrender my life to him. Mm -hmm. Um and, and so the answer to this question is really pretty simple and straightforward is no, you taking care of your own idol is not surrender. Right. Interesting enough, it's actually reverse of surrender. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm going to try to get this done myself. And he says, you can't. So actually you're going backwards. And all we're going to do, and you actually just said it, if you would have gone that way, you would have said, okay, go have a miserable time. Don't, <laughs> don't get any release from this at all. Right. And guess what? I'm going to bring it up again. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Because I love you. What, right. do I, what do I want, God speaking? I want your freedom. I want to provide holiness. Right. And I'll deliver it to you if you have a heart to go. Right. And all I need is a heart to go. 
That's I, it. So surrender I want your is whole heart. just that. It's that I want your whole heart. Yeah. Um, I'll go with you. I'll let you guide me and lead me. I'll let you provide holiness. When you say it's time, I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you knowing that you're going to do the work. Um, right. And it, we're going to try to say this over and over and over and over and over again. But the life of following God <laughs> is nothing but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. It See, really it's, is. it's always that way. It's not, mm-hmm. well, when you get rid of your idol, it's that. No, you're experiencing it while you're getting rid of your idol. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how, how cool is that? So thank you uh, for that question. Um, and uh, Kathy, thanks for those stories that uh, illustrate it uh, so very, very well. And uh, again, we're out of time and uh, we'll pick it up again uh, next week. Tomorrow, uh, uh, we're going to have uh, a guest, uh, which will be uh, Rick and Kelly Ferris, uh, oh, C- C12 out of uh, New uh, Rhode Island. Uh, they got a great story to share, and, and that'll be uh, exciting for us to hear. Um, uh, and, uh, we're, and then Friday after that, which will be uh, the day after, we're going to get to our uh, End Times Friday mm-hmm. um, and get into some of the issues of, of uh, what's going on in the world and uh, how the scriptures are speaking to us and help us understand that piece of it. Uh, and we'll pick this up again uh, next week, uh, these, these very issues of that. So. You have a question? Yeah, these uh, are so yeah, fun go to ahead. talk about. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm so enjoying all of this conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. and I hope that our listeners are finding this just a blessing as well. So thank you for sharing faithfully your wisdom and your guidance that God has just given you. And this, I think, is blessing all of us. Yeah. And um, to our listeners, if you're finding this encouragement, encouraging and inspirational, please be a friend and tell a friend. Um, be sure to pass others, um, send others to the podcast and let them enjoy the journey with us. Yep. Uh, and if you have a question, you know, uh, do it on the comments section or questions at yeah. afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, we're loving the, uh, receiving this question. And it really helps to uh, express mm-hmm. the essence of, <laughs> of what we know, what we're trying to help you understand. And uh, these questions are so beautiful. And that's what abiding's all about. Uh, mm-hmm. is, oh, wait a second, what about this? Um, and then as you get into the word and start to realize the truth of it, then it'll be processing through to where you can live it out. Like Kathy uh, explained in her situation is she she understands that the fruit of holiness is through surrender. And mm-hmm. I'll just be with you and let you do the work. And I can't do that first. I have to let you do it. You know, so uh, right. it's such a beautiful thing. So Kathy, we will see you tomorrow with uh, Rick and Kelly. great. Um, Have a great day. We'll see you then. You too. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.